0: That's BlueNile.com.
1: Welcome to Suggestible. I'm enjoying the show, apparently. You just pointed at me. Just throw that on me like it's nothing. Like, you're. luckily, I'm a professional. I just roll with it. You wouldn't even notice the difference, most people. But now you're talking about it. It's no, not it's still, no, it's still because people, I, I'm exuding a confidence that people aren't okay. bothered by it.
0: Yeah, you're so confident that your jumper says champion.
1: That's right.
0: I mean, really? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, champ. I'm Claire. don't think if
1: I've ever won anything. You're
0: James, like na- on
1: merit. I don't think I have.
0: No, uh no. You won that radio competition, and explain to the listeners what you won. By the way, we're married. This is James. I'm Claire. In case you didn't know, this is a just where we recommend you stuff. Go on. Tell I, the I, listeners. Actually, I recently what talked
1: It's funny you said that because I've got a video that's going up like the day this is. I think, where I talk Ooh. about it. But basically, I won a Nintendo 64 in 1999. <laughs> For the release of Star Wars Episode One, for doing Why, a, James? for doing a C three PO impersonation, I'm proud of it. I don't care. I'll tell everybody.
0: <laughs> what can you do? Your impression? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay,
1: go. Luke, help! I'm <laughs> trapped. My legs have been <laughs> shot off by stormtrooper. Just kill me here. I can't do this anymore.
0: That was That's so what accurate. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I had no idea you had such acting chops.
1: Oh yeah, so that's why I won. Obviously, <laughs> no, I did. It was actually it was it was a worse impersonation than that, if you could believe it. But the other two were way worse, so I got oh. to win it. But the other thing, that I've, I've talked about this before, but the idea was that the people who won, because I was doing like one every night, would come in and record like a skit for this uh, <laughs> is with Triple M on the Crud Show. Would do a skit for like the new Star Wars film, and I'm like, I hope that never happens. I just want, <laughs> I just want the Nintendo. I don't want to do anything else. And luckily, it never eventuated because I'm sure they went. Actually, this is insane, and it won't be. It, this won't go well. So I got the Nintendo, and that well,
0: was it. Well, there you go. Let's get the ball rolling. Let's do it. Okay, champ. That's gonna be my That's new me. name for you.
1: Well, I'm happy with that.
0: I'm saying it ironically. It's reflective.
1: No, no. It's, I'll take it. I'll take it real. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, is it my turn first? Or your yeah, you can go first. first. That's fine. Woo! It's so the it's intro. ladies first this time. Mm. I went and saw a film last night. I've been really mm. looking forward to seeing called Judy Moving about uh, Judy Garland. Mm. I've been talking about it for a while. I finally got to see it. It's the life of Judy Garland. Well, it, it really documents the last five weeks of her life. Right. Um, when she did a show in London. Is she in
1: ill health in the last five weeks? Is that well?
0: She's just addicted to. Pills
1: and uh, yeah, booze right. and
0: a whole lot of things, which yeah. you, which kind of unfolds throughout the film. It stars Renée Zellweger, who, by the way, does a brilliant job and disappears into the character. She is spectacular in
1: this. I love Bridget Jones, but I've got a baby now, whatever that movie. <laughs> <laughs> we are struggling today. I'm dying. Oh, God. Of <laughs> great fun. <laughs> what
0: I loved about Bridget Jones is that ridiculous fight scene between Colin Firth and Hugh Grant when they're all scuffly around. Oh, Do you remember yeah. that in the first movie? And they punch on, but they punch on like regular forty-five-year-old men yes. with, and I love it. It's so good because um, no one ever punches like they would in the Avengers. Oh or something. no, it's
1: very scrappy and not correct. Fun and cool. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So this movie is just is heartbreaking, but Renee Zellweger's voice in this is amazing. The way she captures her Judy Garland's essence is just incredible. Mm. I watched an interview with her where she said she just had so much fun deep diving into her life and Judy's musical ability and just all of the old footage was just amazing. Oh, wow, okay. Um, There's a lot that I didn't realise about her. Obviously she's most famous for her role in The Wizard of Oz, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, and the film kind of transitions between memories of her when she was working for MGM, the film company, which I didn't know a lot about and I looked up it's the Metro Goldwyn Mayer Studios, which is the lion that goes. The lion goes uh,
1: and it nearly went under. Maybe
0: yeah, maybe it is. Or someone, yeah. has,
1: someone else. definitely bought it at some point. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So this, the Wizard of Oz was produced in 1939. Now the character that looms large. She was in actually
1: her, 17 when that when she did that. Then
0: yeah, and she, it just looked like the most horrible life. Her real name was actually Frances Ethel Gum.
1: Yes. To her end.
0: life when she's a teenager depicted and while she is working for the studio is just horrendous. There's I guess a film producer you'd call him, Louis Burt Mayer.
1: You guess you'd call him that?
0: Who's played by Richard Cordery. Mm. And he just sort of looms as this almost Harvey Weinstein-esque kind of Character in her life, right. it's sort of semi implied that there was some sexual misconduct, but not really. Like nothing actually happens. But he threatens her a lot. He's very manipulative. They are, they get her to go on diet pills, so she becomes addicted to diet pills because they want her to be tiny for the role of Dorothy. Aren't
1: they speed as well? Those diet yeah, pills. Yeah, they are. There?
0: Yeah, so they basically put a, like a fifteen year old girl on speed. Yeah, and they restricted do they, do everything they she recast
1: ate. Recast it for when she's young. Obviously, there's like a different actor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Would they have to play a, um, uh I
0: don't know. I didn't write her down. Okay. Um, she's good. Yeah, but that's not
1: the main. Yeah, it's not the it's point, not, yeah,
0: they're only kind of flashbacks, but it really gives you an understanding about the Judy that appears in her 40s. Yes. And what she's been through um, and the kind of pressure she was under from the studio. And I guess what they could get away with back then it makes me think so much about child actors and what they go through. And they oh, it was no atrocious, yeah. Yeah, so I think she was really... She was really messed up, but they sort of hint that her mother was quite a difficult character and her father was was gay. So oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and I think left them when she was quite young. So she kind of gets taken by the studios and they the, her mother just allows whatever. They lock
1: her into some contract as well. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. did,
0: some horrible contract. So yeah. even though she was brilliant and performed in such a spectacular way, it really depicts Judy as someone who – has like a love-hate relationship with the stage. Yes. And it's really a love affair with her audience, but behind the scenes what it takes out of a performer, particularly someone as fragile as her, to get up there and do what she does. Like there's a moment where she arrives in London, she's had to leave her children um, back in America because she's completely broke and her career in America is over really because everyone's seen her as really difficult to work with because of her addictions and her inability to be consistent. But when she's on, she is incredible, lightning in a bottle, just amazing. And when she arrives in London... She's just so fragile, but also there's this great scene where she goes to do a rehearsal. Everyone's really worried because she gets there. She's like, oh, I, I don't feel like rehearsing. It's a bit damp in here. And everyone yeah. goes, opening night is tomorrow night. There's like four tiers of, it's a, you know, a huge audience at talk of the town in London. Um, it's sold out, opening night, and the critics are all coming and she doesn't even look phased at all yeah. and just broken and everyone's terrified and she rocks up and kills it. With zero rehearsal with that band. Yeah, but right. she's just, she obviously has been doing it since she was five and it's just so ingrained in her. There's something amazing in the way that Renee Zellweger captured that essence of her.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, And such a show woman really, like spectacular but heartbreaking because behind the scenes she's had, you know, four or five marriages mm. and chooses the wrong guys and loves her kids so fiercely but can't get a handle on herself and her ability to look after herself and, yeah, it's it's really sad. Oh. But also incredible but and the soundtrack it? is amazing. Yeah, mm. definitely see it. The soundtrack, the songs are so iconic. Songs that I hadn't heard before by myself and Get Happy is obviously, come on, get happy, you know, oh, that yeah. song, That's amazing for once in my life, it's really famous. But by myself, I hadn't heard, and it's the opening number of her f- when she smashes it, and it's brilliant. Come rain or come shine, the trolley song, zing went the strings. It's just such a great album to go and look at on Spotify as well. So I've deep dived into Judy and old archive footage, and it is brilliant. She's okay, cool. she's got this real because her daughter is Liza Minnelli, yes. who I also really love, um, and she's from Cabaret. To, you know the
1: and Arrested Development. And other things. In and other finance. things. So many other things. Yeah. But
0: I love her particularly in Cabaret. But there's something similar about them. You can see their mother and daughter. There's, yeah. a, there's a movement and a way of being on stage that is kind of unusual but so you just can't look away. It just grabs you. And it's the same kind of quality that Barbara Streisand has. She's not necessarily the most beautiful person, you know, aesthetically, whatever, mm. But she is, she's just, the charisma is just dripping off the stage. And it's, yeah, it just reminded me again of how star quality isn't about being perfect, it's right. sort of about embodying, you know, all their uniqueness or something? Yeah, totally. I don't know, does that sound really corny? No, I get
1: what you're Poor saying. Poor
0: colleagues, he has to edit me today. I am struggling at <laughs> Struggletown.
1: Uh, Liza Minnelli, I, I just, I'd just i forgotten this, she was married to Peter Allen at one point as well.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Well, that's another thing they explore actually in the Peter film. Peter Allen
1: also famously very, very, very gay. Well, this is where yeah, I was yeah. going with this. Yeah.
0: They explore Judy Garland a little bit as an, a gay icon mm. in the film. Okay, cool. And there's, a, there's some beautiful scenes with a gay couple who've obviously, you know, loved her for a long time. And back at that time, one of them was arrested for being with their partner.
1: Right. Okay. And so
0: they couldn't go and see her when she first came to London. So the second time round, they go every night and sit in the audience. And then she ends up catching up with them afterwards and, for, and goes to their flat. And it's just this beautiful scene. And you just get the, you, you start to get an understanding of or a tiny window into what it must be like to have the person that you love not be approved of. Yes. And not even just not approved of, but arrested mm. for just being with the person that you love. Yeah. And then how important Judy was to them and in their life. It was, yeah. And what she meant to people. There's. It's just, it's a reminder that being different should be celebrated. Yes.
1: Enough. Unless you're a prick. <laughs> yeah. Like you champ. Like me. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I saw a movie called The Nightingale, which is directed by Jennifer Kent, who's an Australian director. She also did The Babadook a few years back, which is like a horror I love movie.
0: Bubba the Babadook. Babadook. I just no, like saying Not like yeah.
1: that. Yeah, I've Sorry. never actually seen it. I, I, I One of those ones that I've been meaning to watch it. But The Nightingale, basically, it's, uh, it's, it's set in... Eighteen twenty-five, and it's about a convict Irish woman named Claire, oh, A R E though. Uh, good name, still. and she's basically she's she's done her kind of time as a, as a convict because she was she was brought over for reasons that you find out for, and she's abused by this English soldier and who's kind of keeping her on the hook because she's technically allowed to leave and go and live her life with her husband and her baby, but he's abusing her and kind of like offering her it then taking it back and things like that. And anyway, there is this. Then it all, at the very beginning of the movie, without spoiling it too much. He, this officer commits like a, like an atrocious act towards like ho- her and her family, which I won't detail here. But, but you're
0: going to say to a horse? <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I think like, there is some atrocious horse action in this. Oh, movie. oh no, there lord! Is I think the horses are okay. No, I but know it was you don't like, like horses, but I mean, of, no one wishes it's that. No, because um, well, Jennifer Kent, who uh, who made this movie, I, I watched a few interviews with her afterwards, and she's talking about how the violence that, that's portrayed in the, in this in this film, it's not just for the sake of. It's to kind of – it's to drive home, like, a point. It's, like, it has purpose. It's not just, you know, you shoot someone and they fall down or whatever, you know, like what like many movies are. I put my, like, hand to my mouth. Like, there was that kind of, like, wow. whoa. Like, it was very, very confronting. And anyway, from there she goes, you shouldn't watch it. You'll hate it. But – um <laughs> She then goes to find this English officer for, for revenge and she takes with her an Indigenous tracker. And the interesting thing is because it's, it's set in 1825 in Van Diemen's Land, which then became Tasmania, this was the time of the Black War, which was basically they were just killing indigenous, the Indigenous people there. Massacre. Yeah, it was an absolute massacre. There's, it's resulted in like a huge loss in, in culture. There, it was commonly thought that there weren't any left in the modern day, but there, there are survivors, there are, there are ancestors who, who, st- who still exist. But it's really, it's about, it's about like it's a revenge story, but it's also about forgiveness and acceptance and and things like that. So it's not just her going out and trying to murder this guy, although it kind of it starts that way. It, it becomes this different thing and her and the tracker, they don't really get along and they're from completely different worlds, but they've also both experienced trauma at the hands of English settlement. So it's like they kind of bond over this... Kind of situation, and it's been criticised for like depictions of rape and murder. There was a screening in Sydney where 30 people walked out, but she's defended this decision. uh So I've just written this down here to get this right, saying the film it contains historically accurate depictions of the violence and racism uh, at the time that the colonial power uh, inflicted on Indigenous people, and it was produced in collaboration with the Tasmanian Aboriginal elders, who asserted this is an honest and necessary depiction of, of history and a story that needs to be told. So it's one of those things like. It's not fun to watch. It's 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 brutal, but it's also it's you know it, it's not far removed from what actually happened at the time because Australia was built off the back of an indigenous slaughter. You know, and now it's all like barbecues and mates and prawns and whatever. But it, there is this dark history here that, that we sti- don't really still, address very often. No, I don't. I don't feel. I don't think so. And there's sure. there's and the depiction of it is. I, people are becoming more aware of it now, but. Uh, it's like that whole thing about in Australia. There's a debate about. This is a cheery episode. This uh, is like, such a <laughs> <an laughs> depressing episode. I'm
0: trying to think. Maybe I'll my, change my recommendation. My to last one a is a bit is a bit
1: happier, but. But, yeah, to change the date of uh, Australia Day because it it, it signifies the arrival of Captain Cook. Is that right? Or the First Fleet or one of them? I can't remember. Yeah, the First Fleet, yeah. I I used to know. (laughs) I don't care. But to another date because, you know, for for some people in Australia, that's a celebration because it's a new land. But for others, like the Indigenous, that's not. That's that's an an invasion and a a, a trauma and a a loss of culture and family. And it's – so it's – Anyway, I think they should move it. That's a whole other I debate I do too entirely. because it's
0: unifying yeah. in, at the end of the day. You want, if you still want
1: to have your fucking barbecue on that day, you can, whatever. Like it doesn't matter. But I think Australia was supposed to be set up as like inclusive for all and shouldn't it be also inclusive for the people who were here originally, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I,
0: think, yeah. I know it's such a complex issue. Mm. Um, obviously we don't want to speak for anyone who is of Indigenous descent but from my perspective – it just makes sense to move the day so that everyone can be involved yes. and celebrate the nation going forward because we can't go back in time and erase yeah. history and change things. But we can
1: move forward together, yeah, That's right.
0: And, I, and, yeah. the, and
1: there is the argument that like, well, if they move it once, what are well, we going to just then move it again if like another thing is happens? Yeah. Well, yeah, because you're supposed – because if there's something that comes up that maybe, you know, that you, that you could, you know, change it for the betterment of everybody, then, yeah, maybe you do move it again yeah. or maybe you keep it in a new date. Yeah. This new date forever. I don't know. I think it's important though to have these conversations and not just be locked into this thing forever, you know?
0: Yeah, I do. And I think what's really interesting too, we've noticed this too, with not that it's the same, but the Melbourne Cup is another yeah. public holiday that the nation, well, particularly Victoria in Australia celebrates and it's a famous racing horse, uh, racing race. It's a horse race. <laughs> horse race.
1: We talked about <laughs> so it recently. I
0: am in the you are board spinning of Struggle out. town today. <laughs> oh, my God. God. I'm so sorry. Anyway, in previous years it's been, you know, really sort of infamous and famous and everyone's dressed up and put hats on and all the stuff. But it's been decreasing in popularity and attendance yeah. because people are starting to really examine horse racing and yeah. and the way that horses are treated, the loss of lives of jockeys and and this is complex too because there's a whole industry there and families and history well, that's the and, other thing, and exactly, small Yeah. rural communities who's that's their, you know, day of the year when they all come it's together. It's entertainment so. and livelihood
1: and, yeah, um, it's yeah, not as simple so. as – just cutting things off.
0: Yeah, exactly. But it, I do think yeah. we're moving into an age where we're really starting to examine yeah. things more. And I think the other part of it too is that Australia is such a young country. Yes. You know, we've we really, there's, I mean, it's it's old in terms of Indigenous history, you know, mm. 70,000 years. But yeah. in terms of, the, you know, colonisation, it's a couple of hundred years. Yeah. So it's going to be really interesting to see where our country heads towards, you know, in another 200 years what we
1: want to, country to look like yeah it's not looking great at the moment but look <laughs> we'll see well, maybe we'll turn it around what's
0: next oh god this is such a depressing episode oh my god Claire so I'm going to have episode. another fun thing after this because oh boy but it's probably indicative of my mood we've been having some really terrible bushfires in, New- in a state yeah. called New South Wales where well, the Sydney over, is the capital just, city uh, yeah, yeah and Queensland and South Australia so mm. our heart goes out to
1: anyone it's probably nothing no, it's probably not climate change related as everybody <laughs> yeah. says it is anyway it's probably I've not. just been
0: reflecting a lot on the impacts of climate change and we're actually physically seeing them now. And there's and our government and Scott Morrison, who is our current um, Prime Minister, is just not doing anything about it. And I know a lot of people can feel a lot of inertia and I can too around this issue. And obviously also a lot of people aren't sure about the science around climate change. There's a lot of misinformation. So I found a video that Greta Thunberg, which is how you pronounce her name and it's always a bit tricky created, so she's a schoolgirl and activist who's just been going around the world just being incredibly amazing and powerful and strong on climate change particularly. And she's created a video with environmental and political activist George Monbiot.
1: Ah, George Monbiot, I think that's how
0: you say his name, Monbiot. Anyway, and it's great. I shared it on my Instagram but I'll also share it on Suggestible and put a link in the bio to it. It really just talks about in very plain terms what's going on, with the environment and what are some of the solutions that we can actually do right now that communities can do on a small micro level and what we need to do on a macro level to try and combat the effects of climate change. And, you know, taking carbon out of the atmosphere is one of the biggest ones. And what made me really happy was that our Planet Broadcasting fundraiser this year um, has been for the Seaweed Regeneration Project and James is even yawning.
1: Oh, God, oh, God. I'm anyway, so sick of the environment. Get over it, environment. <laughs> anyway, Greta
0: talks a lot of in this video particularly about how some of the best solutions are natural ones and so planting more trees, yes. growing you know more forests and also kelp forests as well in the yeah. ocean that can sequester carbon, which is what we're currently doing. So that charity campaign, Collings will link below, it's still open. If you'd like to donate, if you feel powerless like me, that's something you can absolutely do right now to try yeah. and, and help and plant some more seaweed that can sequester carbon. So
1: There's the current bushfires in Australia. Wow. A lot of red there, isn't it?
0: Yeah, there's a lot <laughs> of red. Yeah, so um, that's one thing. And I guess the other thing she's encouraging everybody to do is to get out on the streets. Yeah. Get
1: active. Get Quiet, out there. Flip cars. <laughs> <laughs> Break windows, destroy local Settled businesses. Down, chef, but yeah,
0: correct, exactly. <laughs> no, don't do any of that. Yeah, no, but just get political. Write letters to your local, um, you know, parliamentarians. Flip a car. <laughs> yeah, punch a, the rallies. Punch a police horse. <laughs> um, and plant some trees. Just go out and plant some trees. Plant some trees. That's so, right. anyway, enough, enough for me. Native trees. Native trees, correct, exactly, all the things. What's your recommendation? Uh, This is
1: something I started a few years ago and it's back on Netflix or it's soon to be back on Netflix. Who's to say? It's called The Toys That Made Us. It's a Netflix series, as said, and basically it – it covers. It's about a maybe it's an hour or so each. Maybe it's, it's half, about an a hour. grown man who I likes to remember. play with toys. Pretty and much. His
0: name yeah. is
1: James Clement. Help <laughs> I'm a champ. Uh, so it's it covers the history of popular toy brands from inception to either death or like continuous growth. So it looks at the history of Lego, which did you know initially? Claire, Lego didn't even have the little clicky bits in it. They just used to like stack loosely on top of each what? other. Insanity. That's so crazy. And I think at their, their Lego factory even burned down a couple of times. They're talking. – uh, they Transformers. They do Star Wars. Star Wars is particularly interesting because – Is it? Well, yes, because George <laughs> Lucas uh, he gave up some of the rights of the money to the director's fee so that he would retain all the franchise rights and all the toy rights. Genius. Because people were like, toys, they don't sell for shit. It's not going to matter. But they were an absolute phenomenon, uh, these Star Wars toys. So that's particularly he made interesting made a one. lot of money. He did make a lot of – like billions and billions of billions dollars. Billions and millions uh, and millions and billions. There's also Barbie, Hello Kitty – uh, there's a, there's the He-Man he, he one is particularly interesting because it... Is it? Yes, because <laughs> they, they just ruined it. Like it's, it's huge and then it just disappears forever. Aww. So that's and, and And they think some people blame Shearer because they brought out like He-Man for girls and they're like, well, that's now this was just for boys and now it's, it was about muscular men and now there's girls and now it's ruined. Maybe it is, <laughs> but I think it's also the arrival of like there was Ninja Turtles and there's also... Transformers and a bunch of other stuff going on at the same time. Anyway, I just think it's a really interesting and fun show. If you've got any interest in like a toy from your childhood, from like the 80s or 90s, there's probably one, there's probably an episode that might interest you. I haven't watched them all. Like I looked at the Barbie one and I went, Barbie's for girls. And I, thank you. <laughs> Excuse me, I know. what?
0: Actually, Barbie has got really cool now. That's true. I, she was very problematic there for a while. She and, now like she, and now she hemophon. vapes, so
1: it's, it's cool. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Vaping
1: Barbie. Woohoo! Uh, now,
0: no, but she's like doctor and a nurse, like a and a nurse. Zoologist. She does it all.
1: She's a doctor. She's no, a nurse. Barbies, and
0: she's like different sizes she's an now. She's not as skinny and tiny. Mm. I respect her a bit more now. I think they finally realised that women are the ones buying the Barbies.
1: Well, I think it's also that like toys are kind of the in, the industry isn't what it Needs used to be, be. More inclusive. Well, no, not, not even that because toys aren't selling it like they used to because. Everything's kind of digital now on apps oh, and video games. That's kind and of sad. Who gives Everybody a shit? Okay,
0: you tell me, <laughs> what was your favorite toy from the 80s or not? In
1: the 80s, uh, it was Voltron and it was Ninja Turtles and it was Transformers and Star Wars. You
0: had an outfit, a Ninja Turtle outfit. I did have a Ninja Turtles outfit. Which is your favorite Ninja Turtle?
1: Uh, well, initially it was Leonardo because He had swords and then went to Michelangelo because he's more of a party dude. And then I thought, <laughs> then I thought yeah, I'm not really a party dude, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, you are
0: definitely not a party dude. I know, that's what I'm you saying. Are very much a little bit rude,
1: like like Raphael, because he's kind of rude and cool. But then I'm like, you know, I'm probably a big fucking nerd, so I'm probably Donatello. So I've run the gamut, but I'm probably Donatello.
0: <laughs> oh, I thought, re- so your essence you feel is actually Donatello, probably. You're yeah, weird. see, I'm an April
1: girl from way back yeah you're not venus de milo the female ninja turtle
0: <laughs> i don't even know who that is don't even april about had it. a kick-ass yellow jumpsuit I that agree. i respected i respected it a lot
1: the original ninja turtle comics are really oh there's still good comics but the original comics are really good
0: i just like the pizza as well i always thought the pizza they made looked delicious yeah but then, well, not made got delivered
1: that's true they didn't make Delish. their own pizza Delish. maybe april would bring it down to the sewer for them
0: maybe she will all right i want to talk about something okay. you can ask me what my toy was Oh, what's your t- – you said all April. all about you.
1: Well, I didn't think – was no, that what my we were favorite doing?
0: favourite toy. You didn't even ask. I
1: don't even care, so what would I ask?
0: Holly Pocket was <laughs> Holly the best. Holly Pocket
1: was your favourite toy? Yeah. yeah
0: love Polly Pocket oh uh, and never, My Little Pony you've never talked Equally. about Polly Pocket yeah I know well you never asked me you know me. there's a whole lot of actually so- you still have never why asked why would me. I never ask
1: you why would I ask you about when Polly Pocket I asked you that's
0: yeah. the way that this conversation should go but I
1: constantly talk about this shit so why would you even ask me um <laughs> did you know Mighty Max the equivalent of Polly Pocket the the male version it's no. like it's a snake head and there's a man inside <laughs> and he's got a laser or whatever but Polly Pocket was like I don't know, easy bake albums. And, and it was so cute, yeah. your
0: little fantasy land. So in you weren't Barbie's. Thing. No, God, no. Barbie's boring. Barbie doesn't really do anything.
1: Nah, you just said she's a speedboat captain.
0: Now she is, but back then she couldn't even.
1: She was walk all properly. those things. No, she was those things back then. But yeah, it's yeah, but she more was so like now, all yeah. skinny and big boobs, and I
0: don't know. She made me feel bad about myself. <laughs> I preferred the purple, shiny, sparkly ponies.
1: Well, that's a huge um, My Little Pony still crushing it.
0: Yeah, I know. Huge she culture, like, yeah. a, like the male audience. I now think too. it's
1: everybody. I think it's like all of yeah, us. Well, I've got but, a cousin
0: yeah. who's really into it. I her. know. Yeah. Well, there you go. Okay, just quickly on a side note, I want to talk about something. You know when you're feeling a bit blah, yeah. like when you realise that the world is burning, you don't know what to do.
1: About yeah, it. yeah, I know, I know that <laughs> feeling. That I wake up every day. I've with been trying less. to
0: come up with things to cheer myself up. Yeah, one of them is avoiding you at all costs.
1: Mm, sounds good to me. <laughs> Another one is
0: making fun of you, which is one of my. Favorite I don't like that one as much.
1: Yeah. <laughs> all
0: right, settle down, champ. <laughs> um, but my other thing to do is to rewatch favourite TV shows, and I know yeah. this is such an obvious thing. I have watched the entirety of Sex and the City. It's very problematic. I totally understand.
1: There's some good stuff but in Sex and the City. All the
0: sparkly outfits and all the things. It just made me feel better. Friends do I'm that. I'm glad she didn't
1: end too. up with Aiden because, quite frankly, she didn't deserve him.
0: Yeah, she didn't. She <laughs> didn't. They're all assholes. They They're really terrible. are. They're all terrible humans. Yeah. However, but that, doesn't, but that doesn't mean
1: that they're not compelling characters. Like you can be no. terrible and compelling. Yes. Yeah,
0: and flawed. I think it's great to see flawed women on TV like that because they're, I mean, particularly back then they just weren't characters like that. So sure. anyway, that's one thing. What do you do when you're feeling down in the old
1: God, probably dumps? My favourite thing to do is have a nap. I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to have a nap after this. i got a whole lot of editing to do, but I think I'm just going to have a nap.
0: You do that Best. when you're happy as well.
1: I do it whenever I can, man. Just sleep when you can. That's my motto. Sleep, ah, and eat sleep when you when can. sleep when you're dead. Yeah. Oh, no. I was It's to amazing the other day. And I'm just like, I think I've just always been tired. Like, I've never not. Even when I was a kid, I was wake up and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so tired. I think I'm another just another day. Yeah. Those, the, again, those blue light glasses have helped, like, dramatically. But I think I've got to... I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah, you are.
0: But you've had blood tests. You're not iron deficient. No. I don't know what's going on. But yeah, when we first started dating, I always thought it was weird how much you slept. (laughs) Dear Lord. And you like a bath as well. I'll
1: do a bath. Gross.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sitting in your own filth. Bloody hell. The trick is to have
1: a bath and then have a shower afterwards.
0: That is so much a waste of water. What okay, am I, well, fucking Greta
1: Ginsberg? Uh, <laughs> it's not my Tungberg, responsibility. Tungberg. Sorry.
0: The other thing that I like to do is go for a walk
1: in the nature. Wow, that's you know so, you're I so unique. Well, I can't you've got so many interesting hobbies, Claire. I'm just Watching Sex people. in the City and going for a walk. Do you ever have a cosmopolitan with the girls? What else do you do? <laughs> Jesus.
0: They're out, mate. It's so basic, like Claire. <laughs> oh, that's mean. Well, you are. Basic bitch over there.
1: Thank you. Uh, so oh, anyway, God. if you want to review Basically
0: the, bitch about everything. Let's show I'm if feeling did, better already.
1: If you do want to review the show, I don't know why you would, but people do it. It's very nice. <laughs> this is by Italian uh, Jew, as in J-U. Uh, it's five stars. It says, great pod. Love the chemistry. Didn't think James would have chemistry with anyone but Mason. My suggestion is opposite day. James suggests a, oh, this is for the show. Also, why wouldn't I have chemistry with my wife? I think that's important that you'd have chemistry with the person that you're uh decided to spend some of your life with at the very least my my suggestion is opposite date. james suggests a recipe a memoir a music thing and claire suggests a comic book or an apocalyptic thing imagine the pants keep up the amazing work what
0: does he mean imagine the pants
1: different pants claire
0: ah different pants
1: you know you don't know what i'm talking about no
0: i don't get it
1: that's from my other show my more popular show i know i
0: don't listen enough but you talk about we don't want you quite frankly
1: we've got enough (laughs) listeners we don't need you all right no do want you. I should listen Anyway, more. if you want to review the show, you can do it in-app.
0: In the app. You can. Also, if you would like to recommend us stuff that is better than the stuff that we've recommended, which always happens because our listeners are smart and excellent and often smarter than us, um, you can do so by You're going so to – You're pandering,
1: Claire. They, they're not all smarter <laughs> oh, than us. Oh,
0: God. Well, they're smarter <laughs> than you anyway. <laughs> All right, let me. Give I you think that. you need a chalkboard
1: behind you. You can call it James's burn board, and you can just cross off, and cross it off as you go. Uh,
0: you make him feel better, and I like it. That's why I married you. <laughs> I don't like you that much, but I like to make fun spirit. of you. Yeah. God damn, it feels good. So you can re- recommend us stuff at Sustainable Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We would love to hear oh from you. My goodness. This is from Jack Diaz Doherty. Hi Claire. Hi James. Hey. I got an exclamation mark, and you just got a comma. So there you go. Thanks, Jack. Not sure if this is where I should send a recommendation, but I figured why not? I was lucky enough to see Knives Out at the Denver Film Festival on Halloween night. Since it's not out till the end of November, I must tell you that it is a must-see capitals. This would be a great movie to see together as it's a ton of fun, great mystery, and the performances are just amazing. Love the show and hope you guys get a chance to see Knives Out as soon as you can. R- Rian Johnson. Ryan. Ryan. R- oh. You
1: directed The Last Jedi.
0: Ah, Ryan Johnson mm. is on fire with this one. Mm. There you go, Jim Bob.
1: I really like Ryan How Johnson. I like them apples? Uh, so I'm really looking forward. And it's got a great cast I as like
0: well. Rian Johnson too.
1: <laughs> you like Rian Johnson too? That person doesn't exist, Claire.
0: <sighs> he does in my head. All right, look,
1: next week, I don't know what we're doing, are we? Why
0: are you so sad for? Because I'm tired, Claire. The title. world's only ending. I'm just
1: I'm just scrolling through Twitter. I'm look at these hashtags and it's like bushfires. Alan Jones, who's like the worst guy in the world. Yeah, it's just George Powell and it's just a bunch bunch of shit that I'm like I hate all of this so much. <laughs> anyway, next week uh, it'll be all happy all the time.
0: It'll be yeah. Come on, get happy. You gotta take your fears away. Actually, Collins, can you replace that with the actual soundtrack from Judy? Not me singing the it. whole song. Come on, get happy. Yeah, it's it's so fun. I love it.
1: All right, see you next week. Bye. What an absolute fucking downer of an episode. No (laughs) one's coming back after this one. I know. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's it's up to you. (laughs)